This is the VIP Podcast, Virginia in Politics. Let's listen to host Chris Saxman explore the personalities and policies that connect the Commonwealth. The VIP Podcast is brought to you by the VCTA, Broadband Association of Virginia, and Virginia Free. The views and opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the VCTA and Virginia Free or our sponsors. All right. Hi, this is Chris Saxman, uh, Executive Director of Virginia Free. I'm joined on today's VIP podcast by Delegate Kim Taylor. Good morning, Kim. Good morning. Great to see you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it's, uh, so your freshman year, you're all two weeks in, three weeks in? Three I weeks? I guess about two weeks. Two weeks? Okay. Yeah. How you doing? It's good. Every day is getting better. Um, okay. You know, it's kind of like starting college. It's, you know, your first day, you kind of know where you're supposed to go, but you have to figure out how long it takes to get in between right. your meetings and where to grab some food in between. So it's, it's been getting better every day. What's the biggest challenge so far for you? You know, just getting used to the pace. Yeah, and, and it's I've said it from the beginning, from the campaign through the election, it's like building a muscle. It's amazing what you can get done in a day. And so this is just like another another muscle to build is the, right. the stamina to get through the day and the, you know, the attention span it takes to sit through these committees and but it's been amazing. Well, tell the audience about your typical day. You've only been doing it for, for two weeks, but I'm sure there's some rhythm to it now. You get the subcommittees in the in the morning, mm-hmm. and then late morning you go to your full committees, and then the House floor. So tell us about all that. Yeah, it is. It's pretty much like that. You know, we're we're coming in. The office is getting organized, so we're we're getting our systems in place, and my LAs are keeping me organized. So we're just going from meeting to meeting, and then getting on the floor, and that's that's been really interesting. I've been so fortunate because I've got you know everyone's been supportive. I've got a mentor and then uh, my seatmate on the floor, Carrie Corner, has been a great help to me and my, my mentor is Emily Brewer. So okay. the, between the two of them, I'm, I'm learning fast and enjoying it. What's the biggest um, um, myth you had about this that's been dispelled in the first two weeks? What did, what, what's happened that you didn't think was going to happen or vice versa? Um, yeah, I, I expected there'd be great energy and camaraderie, but um, I've just been overwhelmed and, and so happy that the support I have, you know, if, I can go to anyone, any delegate, any member to, and ask a question and get help. And, you know, there's just so much wisdom here. So it's, it's just been a pleasant surprise to, to have that, that much support. Did you not think there would be um, the level of camaraderie that there is? Oh, I kind of expected it, but, you know, I it just it, to experience it, it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of folks that I got to know along the way in the campaign and um, the other delegates who, you know, we were keeping in touch during the, our, our campaign. So it's just great to be together and just to go through this experience. Okay, let's, uh, let's do a deeper dive on Kim Taylor, the delegate <laughs> from P- Petersburg. We're at Dinwiddie. Well, I, I live in Dinwiddie. I actually Dinwiddie. grew up in Sussex County, so okay. I've lived around the 63rd my entire life. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, let's do a little bit more familiar. What are your favorite TV shows? Oh, geez. I'm like- a big fan of Seinfeld. Okay. I love The Office. Okay. So yeah, my uh, yeah, The Office is probably my number one. It's it's definitely a good decompressing comic relief at the end of a hard day. Do Do you go home and watch them at night just to decompress? To oh, just... I catch it whenever I would whenever I can. Yeah, okay. but they're they're great. Okay. How about movies? What are your favorite movies? Um, it's been a long time since I watched a movie. <laughs> It's been a busy year. <laughs> <laughs> but when kid, kid growing to up, James Bond, James Bond, James yeah, Bond. I am a huge James Bond fan. My okay. ringtone um, is James Bond, so you know, I try to make sure my phone's turned off, or you all know, all of a sudden, what's James your favorite Bond, Bond came, flick? Uh, Skyfall. Skyfall. And I haven't even seen the latest one because I've been too busy. Yeah, so, I've got to, I've got to get that. 
I haven't seen it either. Um, so is, uh, who's your favorite Bond? Oh, Daniel Craig Daniel by far. Craig. Yeah. By far? Yes, by far. Well, you got that one <laughs> completely wrong. Um, we're looking for Sean Connery there. Well. Bad answer. First two were pretty good. First two were pretty good on the, uh, on the TV shows, The Office and, uh, the Sein and Seinfeld, of course. But yeah, Bond, yeah, we've got to work on that one. I blame you. Uh, music, what's your favorite music? Uh, oh. What do you like in music? I love all kinds of music. I, I, I love music that has great lyrics, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of an old soul. I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of, of country and, you know, heavy metal, everything, but, it, you know, just powerful, passionate music. I love it. Classical music. Okay. So. Favorite artists? Favorite artist. Um, Scorpions. Scorpions. Because of Again, the, wrong. Well, how, are you, how are you able to be it's here? It's the song Wind of Change. I, okay, that wind that of song, change. In, you know, I think I was probably... You started out country western, you go to Scorpions. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, it's, I mean, it's a pretty it's, broad it's spectrum. A, it is a broad spectrum. It's, I mean, iPod's kind of, it's a weird mix on there. Right. You, you know, if you look through it, you kind of wonder. <laughs> I wasn't expecting Scorpions. <laughs> no, I absolutely love that song. It's, it's, it's a powerful song about, you know, political change in the Soviet Union. and okay, um, talk about that. Well, well, my family, my, my mother's side's Ukrainian. And oh, so here my we great go. grandparents. Current, current events, are we now quickly? Oh yeah, okay. very yeah, very okay. dear to my heart. So Ukrainian background, mm -hmm. and tell me about the Scorpion lyrics. Well, it's it's just a powerful song. It was an exciting time when that when that song came out. There were, okay. the wall was coming down in Germany, and communism was falling all all across Eastern Europe. And um, you know, today Ukraine is is facing that invasion from Russia and wow. scary times. Okay, that's powerful. That's good stuff. Um, you get a point for that one. Get an award oh, good, point. Good. Bonus points on that one. Good job, Cindy. Nice preparation work there. Favorite books? There's a series of books that I read. It's by an author named Daniel Silva. Okay. And Tell us um, about that. They, they are, it, it, he's the main character. He is um, Gabriel Alon, and he's one of the uh, Mossad agents who um, is tasked with taking out the terrorists who attack the Italy, the Israeli athletes at the um, at the Olympics in the 70s and so his character starts there and oh, wow. okay. you know it's 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 a great series of books that you know takes takes um, this agent and his team throughout Europe and it's well, it sort of goes to the bond um, oh I know I love genre. it yeah. what do you what do you like about that it's just very interesting it, it crosses just uh, I, I love international politics I think it's fascinating okay. having the the connection to to Ukraine and um, watching how things have played out there, yeah. and, and so it's just it's just a great interest of mine. But it sounds uh, that that, that um, individual hero mm -hmm. person does that does that really resonate with you? Is there a particular particular reason why that is? Um, I've never really thought of the, that, but I know it, it's, it's what we do here. It's no sure. charge, no charge. I know. <laughs> I won't invoice you for this. Okay, good. It's, it's, it's not a problem. Uh, where do you where do you get most of your information in the media? Where do you, where do you turn to be informed? You know, I read a lot of um, Epic Times. Ep I'm sorry, Epic News, um, uh, uh, Newsmax, and Fox. Okay. Anything else? No. It's the, it's Where do you get? Do you get on Twitter, Facebook? How does it get to you? How does yeah, it mostly get to just just phone, my phone app and, and when okay. I can have the TV on. Okay. You know, when I'm working at home, usually usually I have a new source on. Right. Just so I can. So it's so, it's so in interesting now because we have such a decentralization of media. Mm -hmm. 
uh, finding out where people get their information is, is really interesting. Sure, sure. Because um, so much of it comes through our phones, and how does it get to your phone, and what, what apps do you use, yeah. or what, what's the influence, what are you reading? And I think a lot of, uh, a lot of people out there um, who grew up, as, as we did, we probably came from the, relatively, you're far younger than I am, obviously, but you know, from the same generations when we had just paper, paper yeah. and a couple, three different sure. uh, television uh, broadcasts, mm -hmm. and now we have an explosion of different resources out yeah. there. So it's, it's been amazing. Um, why did you run for the House of Delegates? 2020 made me really angry. I'm a mom and a small business owner, and you know what I, I saw happening with our, our just Virginia in general, our kids, um, what was happening, forcing kids into virtual school. My daughter was in college, and she because of the rioting in Richmond, she was afraid to go back to school at VCU. And being a small business owner, we, we were fortunate. We were an essential business, and we were able to keep our doors open. But I was, you know, watching great small businesses just shut down one after the other. And I understand the, the work and the sacrifice it takes to operate a small business. And... It, it devastated our economy and it devastated Virginia. And so I just decided we can't have another year like this. I have to run, I have to, okay. I have to, you know, take, help take back the majority so that we don't have another year like 2020. Was there, was there a moment for you that said, that's it? It was kind of a buildup. Was it? You know, starting in 2019, um, there was a lot of things happening and I saw a lot of rights and liberties being taken away from us. And okay. so, you know, then by the time 2020 rolled around and we had that horrible response from the governor and the Democratic leadership, um, I just said, that's it. It's time to do something. And when did you jump in to the race? Uh, it was January of last year. January of last year. Mm -hmm. So January of 21. Yeah. And did, did you, I don't remember, did you have a nomination contest? No, it was just it was just me. I did we didn't have a primary. Right out of the gate, yep. you were versus La Charisse, mm -hmm. and uh, the fight was on. She massively outspent you. Oh yes. <laughs> what was what was the ratio on that one? Three to one. I think it was no. I think it was uh, eight to one. Eight to one. Yeah, she had about one point eight million. We had about two hundred fifty thousand. Well, how did you win? Boots on the ground. We were we were knocking on doors, and you know we were doing the work. We were out talking to people. And one by less than a thousand votes, six hundred and change, six thirty something or other. Yeah, I think it was about about five hundred. So okay. it was it was very close, and I expected it to be close. Did you? Yeah. Well, it was it was considered an upset. Sure. It wasn't on a lot of people's radar yeah. screens. Mm -hmm. um, but the boots on the ground. What was what were you hearing at the doors when you were going around talking to people? What were they saying to you? You know, towards the end, it was really about education. People, you know, Democrats, they were upset. They they really? didn't want to be told that that their their opinions didn't matter. Um, they, they wanted to have a voice in their children's education, and so it was... You, you think know, that hurt that... Uh, definitely. In it was, you know, the McAuliffe and the Democrats in your district? Absolutely. What have you learned from that? You know, that... I mean, that we really have more in common than I think we give each other credit for. And we need to, you know, I think it's a great example of partisan, you know, nonpartisan politics is that, you know, we we all should have we should all speak for our children. We should all have influence in our children's lives, right. and you know parents do know best. Right. And I think that was a great thing to come together on. And um, tell me about your, your the, the business. You have a, it's a, an automotive service business, right? Yes, we have two. We have two automotive repair shops, okay. and we employ about eighteen folks. How's business? It's been good. Yeah, thank we, you. We have a son who's a mechanic, certified mechanic. He went to uh, uh, high school, got a got the advanced degree as well as the oh, that's great. ASCE mm -hmm. uh, certification mm -hmm. um, and it was it was instantly employed but oh, now, yes. now he's off to college but I saw that in the Richmond Times-Dispatch I think it was last week 
the signing bonuses are up around five, six thousand dollars just, just to bring someone. Are you having a difficult time finding people? Yes, I mean for for years the industry is really it's been tough. I mean the average age of a master technician years ago was in the fifties. So um, you know we really need to focus on um, vocational certificate trainings, um, and I would I would love to see more apprenticeship programs, internship programs with a you know right. pu public private partnership because. You know, we talk about workforce development, but there's only so far that the government can go. Right. And I really would love to see the state government partner with with private businesses to create job job training programs where we could right. have kids coming out of high school or maybe a year or two of college that that want to go into auto mechanics. Well, you know, come that, work yeah. with us. Let us train you um, and and grow that grow that. Um, that base. Yeah, I think it'd be a great year uh, or two for, for kids to get out of high school and just take a couple of years to get out in the world and sure. work yes. and, and really find out who they really oh, are yes. because their freshman year can be absolutely disastrous. Yes, absolutely. And, th and then they could really, you know, make some money, mm -hmm. learn some skills, you know, develop the uh, the soft skills of going to work on a, on a, on a regular schedule yes. and getting up and doing the, mm -hmm. the adulting as they call it now. Kids <laughs> kids call it adulting. We actually call it cutting lawns and delivering newspapers exactly. and paying our way, right? Um, so you're, you, um, you've run, you've put in legislation. I took a look at your bill list. You know, you're, and as a freshman, you really shouldn't do too much because, no. because as you know, managing just what is. And oh, simply just managing the committee schedule is, right. is hard it's enough. enough. Yeah. It's an, it's and, I, and I completely get that and I totally understand. And most people don't go, no, get in there and fight. No, 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 no. You have to know what you're talking about sure. before you can actually get stuff done sometimes. And, and learning the system is critically important. And I'm sure you're a quick study. Uh, but I did see some of your legislation relative to a casino mm -hmm. in uh, Petersburg. Tell us about that. Well, you know, we, we would like Petersburg to be added to the list of eligible cities. Um, Richmond had its shot. It, you know, the, it was not the, the vote when it was not in the favor of having a casino here. So we would like Petersburg to have that opportunity. It's, you know, I've, I've, I grew up in Sussex County, so I've always been in and around Petersburg, and I've seen it on the decline for 40 plus mm -hmm. years. You know, we, we used to have manufacturing, retail. We, it used to be a very large, significant regional city. And we are desperate of for economic development. And right. so, you know, it, it, this is not a guarantee that we're going to get a casino. It's simply to add us to the, to the list of eligible cities. But, sh you know, should we get a casino, you know, we, we're really excited about the possibilities to, you know, address infrastructure issues and right. um, offer great jobs to, look to residents in Petersburg and right. work on some of those issues. Okay, so no, obviously no opposition to gambling. It's become... And almost uh, ubiquitous in our society now. Of course, yeah. People do it on their phones yeah. all the time. They talk about it continuously, and and most of the most of the uh, revenue that occurs at a casino is not related to gambling anyway. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's an entertainment center, and sure. obviously the the gambling is a is a sort of not, not a byproduct, but the, the anchor tenant, mm -hmm. if you will, the attractant. But you sure. also have the entertainment and the restaurants and shops and all this kind of stuff. Um, any, are you hearing any negative aspect to this back in your district? Casino people that don't want a casino in Petersburg because it was defeated here in Richmond. Sure, sure. I, uh, from, you know, from what I'm hearing, people are, are in favor of, of having this casino because people they want jobs. They they need jobs. You know, we've got a bus system that that could easily bring folks to a location to to, to have these jobs. Okay. And so that's you know we're just looking at this as economic development. That's that's it. Just, 
Petersburg needs jobs. That's mm -hmm. it. And that's a, that's, that's a good enough argument in a lot of districts these days. Um, any other legislation that you want to talk about that since you have the time here is something that you're passionate for and fighting for? It may not be your bill, mm -hmm. but something that you've come attracted to and signed on to that we're just not aware of that's coming up since we're so early in the session, relatively early, a couple weeks in. Sure. So um, we actually got a bill from the governor and that's going to be related to school safety audits. Okay. And so that would, that would, um, you know, set a requirement that the school board to have a, emergency plans in place for, you know, whether it's a natural disaster or, you know, a, God forbid, a hostage situation sure. or medical emergencies so that, you know, they would coordinate with local law enforcement to have those plans in place and it would just give more transparency to parents. Okay. So, you know, they, they would say if A, if, excuse me, if A happens, B happens, you know, this is, this is what we can expect you know, the steps to be to keep our kids safe and... Okay, are you carrying that bill? I am. Oh, you are? What's that? What's the bill number? 1120, uh, HB 1129. And where is it going to committee? Uh, right now it's in education. Okay. Kind of so, expected it to go to public safety first, but it went to education first. Okay, so fulfilling the, the uh, what you heard of the doors uh, on education, mm -hmm. wanting to help out there, and taking that to the education committee, the delegate Glenn Davis is chair, John Avoli is, is, is vice chair. Mm -hmm. uh, have you had any conversations with the leadership of that committee just yet? Not not a whole lot yet. We're you know working on uh, presentations and and talking to a bunch of folks. But okay. uh, yeah, okay, That's exciting. You learned that part of the process. Oh yes, it's, it's a lot of <laughs> lot of fun. Um, big issue coming up, I think, in on tomorrow on the floor. If it goes to a vote on, it'll be second reading today. Mm -hmm. Are the minimum wage bills sure. that were on first reading mm -hmm. yesterday um, in the House? Tell us about the minimum wage bills and what's going on in the House. Well, you know, I mean, I, I can just tell you as a small business owner that minimum wage is, is a great concern to, to folks like me who are entrepreneurs and, and employ local people. Um, you know, we want people to have a good quality of life. Um, but, you know, my concern is that so many businesses, especially retail, and I'll use my daughter, for example, when she was in, in college, she was working at a clothing store at Chesterfield Town Center. And, you know, they, they, things were closed down. Right. And they, you know, they had maybe two people working at the store at some times and they were mm -hmm. offering pickup service. So she would be inside, she'd get an online order, she would, you know, take it out to a car, you know. And as we continue to move towards online shopping and, and just, con you know, more and more services and, and things that we're doing online, you know, retail really doesn't need that space. And so, you know, when we, when we greatly increase the minimum wage, you know, may, maybe somebody may say, well, we really don't need that space because we can sell our clothes online. We really only need two employees instead of six. So, it's, it's, so I'm, I'm, you think it's accelerating against the natural laws of the market um, in certain areas when you, when you, by force of government, say you have to, at a minimum, pay your employees at X level. What I think what also is missed in the calculations and the, the conversation is the fact that the minimum wage is a floor mm -hmm. in every labor contract that has written into it is, is, is written to the minimum wage. So when you raise the minimum wage here, it raises it on contracts sure. that might not be for, the, for someone who's making seven twenty-five an hour. You know, if someone's making $25 an hour under contract, we'll move up at the same scale. Sure. And that's a problem for those, those mid-level, if you will, mid-level salaries. Of course, yeah. Uh, yeah, if, if you're paying your managers $15 an hour and you, then you have to bump up your- Everybody else. Everybody else, you on know. Scale. somebody Somebody's gonna lose a job because it's just not sustainable. So. Those are my concerns. And you understand that as a small business owner, mm -hmm. obviously, and um, with, you know, you can only charge but so much sure, to repair your course, cars, yeah. right? Yeah. What's the biggest uh, um, <clears throat> service you're providing? What's the most uh, often provided service at your company? 
you know, we we do so much. We we service I, everything. Everything. We we yeah. We, <laughs> We, you know, we, one of our taglines is hybrids to Hummers and, you know, I That's mean, we, we, we service EVs, see some Teslas every once in a while for, really? for a few services. And okay. so, you know, it's, it's an, it's an exciting business for sure. It's, uh, you know, and cars are becoming more and more computerized. So, you know, I, every opportunity I have to talk to kids, I'm like, this, this is a great job. You want, you know, it's diagnostic. It's, it's constantly changing. You're never going to do the right. same thing twice. Um, Must be exciting. It is. Um, anything else on the minimum wage is going to be coming up? Uh, divided vote. I think it's twelve nine in the House committees. Obviously, going to be close on the floor. Probably a, a you know, borderline fifty two forty eight vote. You know what happens if no one? You know some people are sick. Sure. Um, that's going to be a problem. Oh, it in, is. In passing these bills. I haven't heard anything else coming up. Um, you know, it's not there. That, that's not coming through any of the committees that I'm on. But okay. yeah, we're we're certainly going to be keeping our eyes open. How, how has uh, COVID affected the floor? I mean, are people out? Uh, there were some early in the session that were out, but are they, sure. is everyone back? Is it? Well, I think there's a pretty, there's a pretty strict requirement. If, if you're, if you're out because of COVID, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be voting virtually because, you know, we have, we have vote virtually. We have, we, it's, it's tight. You know, we okay. have, it's, we, we can't afford to have people out. But they can and, vote virtually yes. from home mm -hmm. if they have to. Yeah. Wow. But I, it's, I, I it's, did not know that. <laughs> Thanks for informing us. Um, Lastly, uh, well, almost next to last, uh, today in the Richmond Times-Dispatch, the Washington football team uh, was, has been reported as um, trying to get a stadium built in either the district, Maryland, or Virginia. Mm -hmm. And one of the proposals in Virginia uh, is going to require some help from the, the state. Have you been apprised of this uh, effort at all, and have you been lobbied? No, I've not heard about that. How do you feel about state support of a, of a, of a football stadium? We just keep shifting the Washington team around. It, you know, they have training camp here in Richmond. I, I, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You haven't heard anything about. I that have not. No. Okay. Um, in the Wall Street Journal today, there was an article by uh, Dr. McCary, who is, um, um, in, is a counsel to the governor on health, uh, COVID-related, especially the pandemic, and he writes about natural immunity. Mm -hmm. and how important it is and how successful it has been relative to, to, to vaccines and, and whatnot. Have you had any discussions inside the caucus at all about where we should go as far as public policy relative to natural immunity or the, or the vaccines at all? Has that come up or are you just so straight ahead with all the legislation? Yeah, I, I, in, in general, I, I, I believe, you know, if you feel like you need the vaccine, you should have access to it, you, you know, you should get it. We, you know, we've got a lot of vulnerable people out there um, but I also believe in natural immunity, and so I, I think it's just a personal choice between you and your doctor. Okay. Kim Taylor, thanks for joining us. Thanks. From Dinwiddie, Petersburg. Mm -hmm. What are the localities? So we have a little bit of Chesterfield, Dinwiddie, and Petersburg. The fight in 63rd. Oh, what's your new district? So now we're looking at, we're losing a tiny bit of Dinwiddie in the okay. corner, um, but keeping the majority of Dinwiddie, keeping Petersburg, picking up the majority of Prince George, and then the majority of Surrey. So how does that look for you electorally? Very good, actually. Even better. Yeah, even better. It's a better Republican district yes. for you? Mm -hmm. Okay. And well, uh, that has to bring us to the conversation about what's if you have to run this year. Have you heard anything about that? I've not heard. You know, but nobody wants to run again. I mean, I've, I've talked to a few, a few no of the, the freshman Democrat delegates. Nobody wants to run. We're all tired. We we all fought really hard to get here, and we want our two years to 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 to. Yeah 
be legislators and, and work. So it's, I think the only one who wants this is Paul Goldman who brought the lawsuit. I believe, that's what I've, I've told. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just one person that wants this. <laughs> well, that's, that's what the public is all about, isn't it? One person has a grievance, they can bring it that's forward. That's right, and, absolutely. And change, and change the, the course of things. Mm -hmm. and that, yeah, I, I've heard no one who wants to have <laughs> no. an election season this year because we have one every year in Virginia, yes. as you well know. Well, Kim Taylor, it's been a delight, and I wish you the very best today. What, what have you got on your uh, uh, schedule for today? What's up next? Oh, we're headed to transportation. That's your, that's your, you're on that committee, aren't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Who's chair of that committee now? Uh, uh, Terry Austin. Okay. Okay. What are you working on? I believe this is going to be, this is the full committee, so we're getting reports from our subcommittee, moving bills through to the House floor, and yeah. All right. Well, best of luck to you. Thank Thanks you. For today. This is Chris Saxman, the VIP podcast. Kim Taylor, she's a VIP because she's on the VIP podcast. Thanks a lot. Thank you.